Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about using maintenance exercises after rehab. We talk about the difference between A-STEM and I-STEM, or instrument-assisted soft tissue. And we talked about doing residencies to get into a professional sports setting. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up in Boston at Champion PT and Performance. Lenny Macrina, Dave Tilly, Dan Pope. <laughs> That's a good slap. Mike, Mike, Mike Scaduto in the house here answering your questions, PT, fitness, sports performance, anything you guys want to talk about. Some amazing students. I get to talk about the students more. Amazing Woo! students here. We have yeah. Alicia Archangelo from St. Francis. Uh, St. Francis what? So we need a nickname. Do we have a nickname for Alicia? A bomb. A bomb. We can't have A bomb and K bomb. We can't say bomb. Why? A bomb. A bomb and K bomb. I guess that's kind of cool. Actually, you see, you think so? Sounds way too simple. Plus, there's a lot of bombs. Can't talk about bombs. Very violent. Can't say bomb on a plane. All right, so we get A bomb and then K bomb. We're going to clinic. Wait, he's K bomb. Oh, because we're going by the last name? Well, his last name is Kirsch- Kirschbaum. Andrew Kirschbaum from Oakland University, which Double has a. nothing to do with California. Double A. Take it away. Who's reading the first question? Chase from Italy. After returning to normal physical activity after an injury, how often should you do the maintenance exercise or exercises that were given to you to help strengthen the problem areas that caused the injury? Excellent. Good job. That was a good question. I just want to grill. I want to see if you cracked under pressure. All right. So your post rehab. So this could be lots of different things, right? Um, how often do you recommend people do their exercises, Mike? I, I think at some point the exercises probably need to be progressed, but I would say they're probably not going to see um, a huge benefit from the exercise if you stop doing the exercise. So if you think rotator cuff strengthening and you're a baseball player you stop the exercise, you're probably going to stop seeing gains in rotator cuff strength. As long as you're doing that exercise, you're probably going to see a benefit from it. And then it probably needs to be progressed over time to make it more challenging and get adaptations from that. But that's my take. It's, on kind, of, it's kind of an interesting point you bring up, though, to be honest with you. If you think about it, right, this that kind of goes to show we need to get better as a profession in general. What goes to show is like, like, you know, discharging patients and just saying goodbye, right, versus like, hey, why don't you check in in three months or six months or whatever. You check in in three months and let's update your exercises. Let's just see if you need anything, right? Like, because maybe they get back to their daily lives and their activities and they change and you want to give them a new thing, right? Um, so that was a, that's a that's a good point. Anybody else have any other thoughts, Dan? Right, well, I see a lot of people who do like uh, let's say a fitness activity like powerlifting or CrossFit, and they get hurt, right? So with those guys, a lot of times I'm giving them a rehab program with a specific amount of exercises, doing that somewhere between three and five times a week. It eventually turns into an exercise program. I think the big thing to keep in mind is that if something hurt them in their programming in the past or what they were doing, if you change that variable, it might be okay not to do a whole bunch of maintenance-based exercises in the future. 
If you have someone who has chronic pain and chronically becomes an issue, and you keep on trying to modify the programming, then maybe for that person, they need to continue going on with that exercise. So again, probably depends on the individual and what they're doing and their yeah. behaviors. So. That's a pretty neat perspective too. I like that. And then I guess the only thing I would add is just like, you know, I think there's sometimes a difference between, you know, somebody still needs to gain strength and somebody needs to maintain something. Like, you know, maybe they need to maintain the mobility that you've achieved or maybe their activities cause a loss of motion so they have to maintain that, you know, using that as an example. So I think there are some exercises that you could classify as maintenance that don't progress. And then as Mike and Dan kind of alluded to a little bit here is that, you know, there's probably others that you want to say, hey, this is your this is your home program going forward. You don't need me right now. You don't need skilled therapy, but you better be trying to progress, right? And we do, we actually do that, right? So it's funny, we, none of us brought it up yet, but, but like when we give somebody homework, we say, here's how to progress. Mm. You're like, I want you to go up this weight or, you know, in this week, I want you to add this variation to it. So I think we, we technically do it. So. Yep. Awesome. All right. A-bomb? A I don't love it. I'm not, I'm not loving it yet. Double A? A's. I like A's. A's, which has nothing to do with Oakland University. A squared. This is getting complicated. Yeah, exactly. Jesse from Scranton. Hi, Mike. I was hoping you could explain the difference between ASTYM and IASTM. ASTYM is twice as much, and according to them, is completely different and much more expensive. Please help, as I am very interested in getting one of these courses. Thanks for your time. Uh, this is a good question, I'm, and I like how you Pennsylvania people stick together, right? Didn't she say she was from Pennsylvania? Scranton. Oh, all right. Sorry. I'm with the office. I thought you said Pennsylvania. I don't know why I thought that. So there is, there's yeah, more than one Scranton, maybe, but I thought she said Pennsylvania. I don't know why. No, I don't know why. It's definitely in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it must have just made, made my head think Pennsylvania. I was thinking, oh, that's nice. Yeah. They're, like, they're like talking to each other. So uh, <laughs> it, this is good. I don't know if anybody, This I think I know where this question is coming from because I must be on their email list. But if you get any of these emails from this ASTM company, like uh, what is it, A-S-Y-T-M? Mm. Is that what it is? Like that? So it's just another variation of instrument assisted that's, you know, the ASTM people. Man, their email marketing is aggressive. So I, look, I'm not putting anybody down. If that's how you guys want to build your company or whatever, that's totally fine. But like aggressively saying how if you're not doing it that way, it's wrong and everything else is ineffective and stuff like that. I mean, ASIN is just another way of doing instrument assisted, right? It's, it's you know, an instrument assisted soft tissue is just another way of doing soft tissue, which is another way of doing manual therapy, which is another way of neuromodulating the body. You know what I mean? Like none of this probably matters, I think is that what it is. So, and that's part of, that's kind of the thing. That's why Urson Religioso and I, like this is why we got together and created our IASTM technique website is because we were sick of all these companies trying to charge you thousands of dollars and tell you that they're, they have this like proprietary way to rub a stick on somebody's body. It was just, it's like, it, you can tell it, this way. it makes me very mad, very angry, I'm triggered. Next question. I'm triggered right now, but I don't know, anybody else, like any other thoughts? I mean, I mean it, it seems like, I, I mean, I did a little bit of looking into this and it seems like ASTYM is more of like a, a holistic treatment philosophy versus instrument assisted, which is just one piece of the treatment that we use here. So when they try to compare the two and say that you're if you're not using ASTEM, you're, you're doing it completely wrong, I don't think that's fair. If you try and compare like a, a treatment strategy that is based in soft tissue and strengthening, stretching, and kinetic chain development versus something that's just a soft tissue technique, and you try and compare those, I don't really think that's that's fair, um, especially right. when instrument assisted is, is 
hopefully only one piece of the puzzle for, mm -hmm. for most PTs. So. Yeah. You know, I haven't, the, the good points, I mean, I, I haven't really looked into this in a while, but there's like a big history here too, and I'm just so sick of the drama, but I'm pretty sure David Grosden started ASTEM, right? Because, because he, because obviously he's the Grosden guy, right? But then like lost like his trademark and somebody, you know, had a falling out business. I, I don't know. I don't care about any of that crap. And then he like, you know, helped start this other thing. And they're trying to also say that the material of their tools are like resonate sound and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, whatever. I just look. I, I have complete respect for anybody that's trying to help improve what we do, and I'm sure they have some really great educational programs. I'm sure their tools are fantastic. I'm sure there's a lot of good things about them. But I think you hit it on the nail. I just I just don't know if the return on your investment is there. It's not that much, probably significantly better than just doing something you know that we're probably already doing already, right? So yeah, right, awesome, Andrew. What do we got? A bomb? No, you're K bomb. K bomb? Yeah. Alyssa from South Carolina. What are your thoughts and opinions on PT students doing a residency or fellowship after school if they want to be a PT in the sports world or more specifically for a professional team? Is it worthwhile and beneficial? And if so, when should they do this? Right after school or wait a few years to get some clinical experience? I, this, this is a good question because we answered this question about yeah. should you do a residency or a fellowship a lot on the show a little bit. And I think I like the way, what's his name again? Or her? Alyssa. Alyssa. Alyssa, I think I like the way you phrased this one here. Uh, so one of our first criteria we talk about if you're going to do a residency or something like that is that you have to have an end game in mind. You have to know why you're doing that, not just because you're overwhelmed, yeah, or your school's trying to tell you you should do it, or your classmates are doing it. Shouldn't just do it without a plan. So you gotta have a plan right there. So you, you specifically said, should you do a sports one to get in with a professional sports team? And that's what I liked about the question. And I'll tell you from my experience, and then I, I, I'm sure you guys will agree, but from my experience, I don't think the residency matters on getting in with a pro sport team unless that residency has connections with a pro sport team, right? So meaning like, if you're doing a residency with us like in Boston or something, we don't even have one, right? You're not gonna miraculously get a job with the San Francisco Giants, right? Like it just, it's, it's not just, it's not a resume builder type thing like that. What tends to happen is there's some really good residencies out there that have connections with teams, and then you'll go do some time with that team during your residency. And then what do you think that team, when they have an opening, who do you think they're gonna hire? They're gonna hire some random guy off the street, or are they gonna hire somebody that's done a residency in the program and has been there with them during spring training and stuff like that, right? So, I know, probably quick, quick, easy answer, yeah. but I, 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 like, I like the yeah. specificity of your question. I think there. also maybe consider going to ATC school, and then in that you'll get, some, you'll get some clinical time to go work with a team or something like that. But don't go to AT school unless you really want to be in ATC, and that's your main goal, yeah. unless that ATC school has connections right. with pro teams right. that you can go with. It's not about the program or the school. It's about you getting in front of these teams. Yeah. I think that would be my answer. Yeah. Right. What do you think about waiting a couple of years after graduating PT school and practicing? You know, Does that make a difference? I, I yeah. So I always kind of wait a little bit because my one of my best friends at school, Joe Myron, did a residency when I chose to do the home study course. He did his because he wanted to be, like you said, in Jersey around teams. He loves the Giants. He was thinking about that. like he wanted to be in the pro sports network. I, however, still wanted to coach. I wanted to research other things. I want. I knew I was broke, so I didn't want to go away anywhere. So, like that, those were personal factors for me. Versus Joe's, like, no, I'm all about pro football. I'm ready to rumble, and he, he's super successful, doing well in Jersey. And I'm not 
you know, failing right now. So if both options were valid based on what we needed. Yeah, no. Could have again tonight, but. <laughs> 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 so there's multiple, multiple ways to skin a cat. Yeah. These Gymnastics poor, move. These poor cats. Who skins cats? Every night. It's pretty messed up. Game of Thrones, they do. Poke, poke, poke. Yeah, more of that three. That was three. What an episode. Thank you so much, everybody. Head to MikeRinald.com. Click on that podcast link, and you fill out the form to answer. Answer? No. <laughs> Ask us questions. Be sure to head to iTunes, Spotify, anything else, and just subscribe, rate, review, anything you can do to help promote the podcast. It really helps us. We actually read those things. We talk about you know the cool reviews that we see on there and some of the funny ones, too. There's some <laughs> funny ones out there. Uh, so we, we do appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll keep doing it. So see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinald.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.